Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of A Drummer's Guide 2. This week I'm going to be talking about questions that I've asked myself across my career to help me get to where I want to be and I'm hoping that they will prompt you to possibly ask yourself some questions too uh, to help you get to where you want to go. Anyway, enjoy the episode and see you soon. Today I wanted to talk about um, questions to ask yourself when either sort of well, basically when trying to become a professional musician and I've been thinking a lot about sort of, well, I've been being asked a lot, like, how do you become a professional drummer? Like, just how? And I'm trying to sort of distill that into the most concise information that I can and that's why I'm doing these videos, basically. Um, but there was one sort of, like, side of it that I realised was quite important for me and... Um, I don't think I realised it at the time, but in hindsight, hindsight's a beautiful thing. Um, I've sort of worked out like why I made so many different decisions that I did and why I took the paths that I did and what I was keeping in mind when things got tough, which they inevitably do. I mean, just in life, it doesn't matter what you're doing. There's going to be tough times and it's how you deal with those times and what you focus on, I think, that brings you through them or not, as the case may be. So anyway, rather than talking so abstractly, I'll just get into exactly what I'm talking about. So I think I've distilled sort of a, my career in drumming down to three questions that I kind of asked myself at various points um, across the last 20 years, basically. And um, those questions were, why do I want to be a drummer? Why do I want to be a professional drummer? Um, what does that look like like what is success to me what would that mean um and how am i going to get there basically and i didn't realize that i'd been asking myself this since i was 11 since i first picked up the sticks um and it's only recently that i actually answered the first question which is why why did i pick up the sticks why was that the thing that spoke to me and um i mean if you've heard me do interviews you may have heard this story already but for those that haven't i will go through it just very briefly so i started playing drums when i was 11 and it was through a drum club in my school there was a note in the register that basically basically said there's a drum club starting uh, at lunch times on a thursday i think it was and um anyone that's interested just come down have a go see if you like it blah 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 I'd tried to play other instruments before and I'd always loved music and I grew up in a very musical household but nothing kind of spoke to me, you know, I, I desperately wanted to play guitar because I loved guitar, still do actually, um, but it just, I, it, strings, different notes, chords, it just, it didn't work for me, I, I didn't understand it one bit. So um, yeah, so I went to the drum club and I sat down behind the kit when it was my turn. I mean, there must have been about 20 kids maybe uh, there. We were all like just starting in year seven in school. So we were like 11 years old. And I sat down and sort of started doing what the, the teacher had asked me to do. And it just kind of like made sense. I can't really explain it much more than that. I couldn't play. I mean, I could kind of do what they were asking me, but I just understood it. It's like something slotted into place. And in that moment, it was the weirdest thing. I just thought I could be good at this. And more than that, I'm 
willing to work hard to be good at this because I it's almost like I fell in love like instantly even thinking about it, it's making the um, hairs on the back of my neck stand up so yeah so that's kind of where my journey started and I realized that my why why I picked up the sticks why I wanted to be good at this is well, no, well, that's the answer. I wanted to be good at it. I wanted to be good at something because up until that point, I never felt good at anything. I I tried different things. Like I said, I tried a few different instruments. Um, I'd also tried um, playing football. I l used to love playing football. I, I went to go and do some proper training camps and stuff. Um, but all my heroes were blokes in basically all the blokes that were in the Arsenal team around sort of 96, 97 were my absolute heroes, like beyond. I just wanted to play in that team with those guys. And then I found out that because I'm a girl, I couldn't do that. And I was like, um, no, no, I'm not interested then. Like, because they're the people that I wanted to be. They're the people that I aspired to be like. So anyway, Chuck Jack that in and then uh, later on I tried ice skating as well which as it turns out I don't like jumping and I don't like falling on my bum so it didn't really bode well and I tried the dance side of it but I, I look if you see me I'm the most clumsy ungraceful person you will ever meet in your life so that didn't work either um, and then I sort of found the drums and I was like oh wow like it was this whole new feeling that I'd never really had before and I was just like yeah I want, I want to do this I want to do this so I realized like I say fairly recently that was my why I wanted to be good at something I, I felt like I could be good at something and um, you know before that and in other areas of my life still I just generally don't feel good enough but with that with having something that you can literally you put in what you get out it kind of made sense it was like well if I work really hard at this then maybe one day I will be good enough I'm not good enough right now but I really want to be like I want to be so good at this so obviously that's just my reason for doing it and as I said hindsight's a beautiful thing at the time I didn't really realize that but it's only recently I'm like oh that's probably why I sort of like just went okay let's do this but for different people it's different things and obviously I mean this was 20 years ago so things have changed a little bit in terms of like there are other goals that you can have um I mean some people want to start playing an instrument because they want to be famous or they want fortune or they want I don't know uh 100,000 YouTube subscribers or something like that who knows um, but the point is, is that whatever your why is, you've really got to believe in it and you've really got to want it because when things get tough, as I said, which things inevitably, inevitably, I can't talk today, um, inevitably do, you need to have that at the forefront of your mind to just go, okay, things are awful right now, but if I just keep persevering, I'm going to get to that why the reason that I'm doing this so I think it's really important to sort of have that at the core of your reasoning and also it gives you direction in what way you want to go because you know someone who just wants to be the best at something um, is going to have a very different route and def very different priorities uh, to someone who say wants to be famous I mean the perfect example is these days like reality tv they're good on people that want to go do that that's awesome like it's really great but for me, there wouldn't be a lot of um, fulfilment in that, I don't think. I mean, hey, 
I never say never, that's always my sort of motto and you might see me in five years time and I'm on like, I don't know, Big Brother or Love Island or oh my gosh, so awful. Um, yeah, so you never know, never say never, but for now I, I just wanted to be good at something. I didn't want to be the best because I didn't think I could be um, and I'm not the best and I would never say that I am, um, but I just wanted to be good at something and um, yeah, so that brings me on to the second uh, question which was what? Okay, so what would success look like? What would, how would I know that I've achieved or I'm achieving the things that I want basically from my drumming? And for me, it was very basic. It was just making a living playing the drums. That was it. It was, I mean, thinking about it, it was a very broad thing. And sometimes that's good, but sometimes that's not very good because because it is so broad and not quite precise it means that you end up looking at everything and i would i would get such bad shiny object syndrome when i was a kid like i would see a drummer play that plays completely differently to me and i just go oh my gosh i want to play like that that's amazing ah but of course i've been working on this other you know what i am as a drummer and it's just not in the same sort of vein which is fine but what happened to me and what still happens to me is that I end up getting overwhelmed. And trust me when I say that overwhelm is like the biggest killer of inspiration and motivation ever. So I probably should have been a little more specific, even down to, so when I was younger, probably up until about, in fact, I know when it was until, if I think for a second, I guess when I was 23, um, I was trying to be everything to everyone in terms of my drumming, in terms of even my image as a drummer. So I, I used to have really long blonde hair and um, I mean I've spoken to this, uh, spoken about this a little bit in another video but when I would go to auditions I would sort of like dress the part so if it was a rocky audition I'd wear rockier clothes or you know if it was a pop audition maybe you know something a little more trendy I don't think I've ever looked trendy in my life but let, let's just use that word because I can't think of a better one right now or if it was a really flamboyant act I, I'd wear like bright colours or whatever and, and you know maybe sort of well I say do my hair differently but actually there's not a lot that you can do with long hair well there's not a lot that I could do with long hair but it hit 2011 sort of end of that year and I went do you know what I'm sick of trying to be what everyone wants me to be and I'd rather just be what I want to be if that makes sense so I cut all my hair off for a start, as you can tell, um, and almost instantly I just got more confident. I was like, okay, no, this is good. This is me. I'm, this is great. I don't have to wait hours to dry my hair. This is great. Um, and then I embraced the side of my drumming, which was, you know, essentially I am a rock drummer. I was brought up listening to rock music and blues. So that is sort of my essence and things that feed into that of course are like brilliant like you know country music and I mean to be honest I've always been into songs like it just it was usually rockier songs or more heavy songs I, I say rocky like so when I was growing up it was like Oasis all the kids in my school was into like the Spice Girls which was great and they really enjoyed it and wonderful I was listening to Oasis at that time. I was listening to Nine Inch Nails. I was listening to The Prodigy and Nirvana um, and Radiohead. And 
those songs really spoke to me uh, for whatever reason. Maybe I was a really depressed child. But anyway, and yeah, I just thought, you know what, this is what I am. And especially in the UK scene um, at that time, the, the cool thing to be was like the gospel chops player. And I would go and see these drummers and be like, oh, they're amazing. And they were, they really were. But anytime I tried to sit down and do that sort of stuff, A, I couldn't do it because it's just not, it doesn't come naturally to me at all, which makes sense. I wasn't brought up in a gospel background and stuff. So, um, and yeah, it never really just, it never quite fulfilled me. It never spoke to me in the right way and it never sounded right and it never felt right. And rather than fighting that and going, I will be good at this and I will be good at everything. I was just like, okay, that's cool. Maybe that's not for me. And I have to kind of go, well, I can either go, no, it's going to be right for me and I'm going to go for it. Or I can go, actually, I'm okay with that not being my vibe. And that's what I did. And I sort of went, okay, cool. But that means that I can now focus more on the stuff that I really enjoy doing. So like, like I say, the rockier stuff, the, the songwriter stuff, um, just yeah, playing great songs and pop and rock and blues and country and, you know, all that stuff, which I just adore so much so that was really good so yeah like I say that was kind of my thinking it was like okay that's that's my aim I want to be playing professionally for a living what that means is making a living purely from playing drums I would like to be doing it in these sorts of genres I kind of didn't have an idea of um, what that would mean in terms of I mean, I knew in my head I'd like to be touring and I sort of cut off this idea of covers gigs, which was a mistake, total mistake. And if I'd have gone, if I could go back again, I'd get into covers bands earlier, but I didn't. And that's that. Oh, naughty Emily leaving her phone on. That's really poor form. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I knew I wanted to be touring. I also thought that I wanted to be recording, although I had a really bad experience recording when I was 16, which I will tell you about in another video, which if you've read my blog, you will have read about before. Um, I talk about it quite a lot because I think it's quite important. Um, so recording kind of went off the table for me for a while because I just thought, oh, well, I'm, I can't do that. I'm no good at that, um, which is ironic now because obviously I have my own studio. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I need to have a word with my 16 year old self and go, it will be okay. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of my, what, what is it, what, what does success look like? But again, that can be different for different people. Um, so for some people it might be, you know, having, having loads of different students to teach or maybe even opening, opening up a drum school. Why not? Like someone's got to do that sort of thing at some point. Why not you? Like, um, either that way it could be, like I say, having a hundred thousand YouTube subscribers, it could be, uh, yeah, touring with your own band, which would be great. I mean, not my bag at all, but you've got to give props to people that do that. Um, yeah, so you kind of got to work out, okay, what does that look like? Otherwise, you're aiming at nothing, and that makes it really, like I say, overwhelming. You don't know when you've actually made it. I mean, that's another odd sort of term, because I think people see success from the outside as a very different thing. And I know that I did when I was younger, 100%. And I will tell you a story which just, it flipped my whole view of the whole thing of being a drummer and what that meant. Um, I went and saw a drum clinic. 
I don't think I'm going to name the drummer. Not because it's something to be ashamed of, because it's not, but I just, um, yeah, I just, I'm just not going to. So this drummer, I look up to, I always have done since the first day I saw them playing. Um, I went to this drum clinic, it, I was 14 maybe, maybe 15, and I was sat there just in awe, just, I mean, I can't even tell you how inspired I was, and I was just going, they're doing what I want to do, that is literally it, they are literally doing exactly, like, down to a T, what I want to be doing with my life. And they were so inspiring and the things they were saying and the, you know, they were playing. Their playing was, I mean, still is incredible. Sort of got chatting to them afterwards. So sweet, so um, encouraging, supportive, you know, asking, oh, so what are you up to? And, you know, like beyond brilliant. Anyway, so I'm like super inspired and I'm like, you know, and, and they only spoke about sort of their touring and, and you know, all these amazing eyes that they were working with. And I was just... Yeah, like I say, that was me. I was like, I'm pinning, that's my career. That's the career that I would like, please. Excuse me, please, may I have one of those? Then, literally, three days later, maybe, I was walking around central London with my family. I don't know where we were going. I have no idea. And I heard this band playing in uh, in what, what was basically like a prefab kind of, like, it wasn't glass, but anyway, it was in the middle of like a square. And I thought, wow, this band sounds really good. And they were playing, I can't remember what they were playing, but it was a covers band. Anyway, so I was like, oh, I'm going to toddle over and just see who's playing. Maybe I might recognise, you know, a drummer or... In fact, I don't even think I thought that. I just thought, I want to go and see who this band are. I looked through the window and lo and behold, there was that drummer, that same drummer that I was just like, yeah, I want to be touring like them and playing with all these artists. And he was there doing a covers gig. And I was just like, what? I just, I couldn't understand that this person who was like out with, I'm talking world-class artists, like, like, I won't name who it is, but yeah, like one of the world's most famous artists and then they were there three days later playing a gig in a covers band to maybe, I don't know, 200 people. And it really made me realise that a career in playing the drums, in playing music, was not all about this kind of, you know, all amazing famous tours and blah. It was about making a living. And that could be still touring, still doing all that stuff, but also doing covers and function gigs and maybe even teaching or, you know, recording like I am now. You know, there were lots of different avenues that I hadn't even, they hadn't even crossed my radar because I was so on this one track mind, which is a good thing, but it was really amazing because it just made me go, oh, so it's not the be all and end all. If I'm not touring like all the time and only making my living from that, that doesn't mean I'm a failure. Actually, being flexible and um, like having a variety of different things is probably a better option anyway. So anyway, I learned a lot that well in those four days, and yeah. So my idea of success definitely changed from that point. It was literally just, I just want to make a living playing the drums. I love it. Why would I want to do anything else? So that's what, like I say, that's what I kind of did and that's what I'm lucky enough to do 
now and, and hopefully will continue to do, um, provided I don't lose any limbs. As my parents always said, they said, do your A-levels just in case you lose any limbs. I was like, that's really great, awesome, okay, cool. But I did because I do what they told me because they are incredibly supportive. It's the very least that I could have done for them. Um, yeah, so with that in mind, the next question that comes inevitably is the how. How are you going to get there? Now, obviously, there's not a set fire route to any success in anything in life. Um, everyone has their own path. Uh, I just want to go back to so that initial story I told you about when I started playing drums that very first day. That was also the day that I met my best friend, Sharice Osei. And anyone that knows Sharice knows that she's also a professional drummer as well. Now, we literally started our paths on the same day, in the same place, and we spent our first seven years together learning and basically being attached at the hip. Now, we've sort of had our own journeys and our ups and our downs and all of that. And there's so, there's, it's a funny thing, there's such different paths. They have also intersected at points, which has been very bizarre. But, you know, her sort of wants and dreams are very different to mine. And, yeah, so there's no there's no sort of like, if you do X, Y and Z, then you, you will get your goal. But while, what I will say is that there are sort of, for me, okay, so I can only talk about what mine, my goals are, which were to be good enough at drumming, uh, to feel that I am capable and also that I will be playing for a living. That was it. That was kind of it. It wasn't fame and fortune and riches and you know I want to be a billionaire no none of that I just wanted a roof over my head and I wanted some food in my stomach because as you probably know by now I love food um and yeah so my plan was okay right how am I going to get there now if people have similar aspirations to me uh you know I often get asked what what give me one bit of advice that would help me on my journey to um, becoming a professional drummer and I think aside from working out what that means to you and why you're doing it um, from my point of view the probably the best thing that I did and still continue to do to be honest is um, I just played with as many different musicians as I could and I met as many different musicians as I could and I was very lucky. My parents let me stay in the house until I was 20. And when I was 20, I managed to join a band that meant that I could support myself. So, and um, I mean, not frivolously or anything like it was meager, <laughs> but, you know, it was fine. And um, and in those sort of leading up till when I was 20, I mean, my outgoings were minimum. But I've really got to sort out of these cameras because they keep switching themselves off and I'm not sure why. So, yeah, sorry, I'll sort that out so that you don't get the choppiness we don't there's no need for choppiness these days um what was i saying yeah so i was li living very frugally basically up until well i think i still live fairly frugally for what i'm doing but anyway um oh aside from you know the studio and gear let's just not count that that doesn't count um so yeah so th like i said the best advice that i could give to any drummer or musician who want to become professional is play with as many people as you can because at the end of the day even if you're the best guitarist or bassist or drummer in your bedroom nobody cares nobody knows about you like how are they gonna know so 
Um, oh, another really useful thing, obviously, is the internet. The fact that you can project yourself out there as you want, as a musician, to the right people, is incredible. That's the whole reason that I got the Darkness gig, which is insane. Like, that's actually ridiculous. So, anyway, yeah, I'd say play with as many people as you can. And also, obviously, like, try and be a nice person, because nobody likes a horrible person. Um, and But don't pretend. If you're genuinely like don't like people that's okay but maybe just step away rather than getting into confrontations um yeah so you never know when things might come back around because i did a gig with um i did one gig with this artist called manjari um it was a showcase and uh her producer was um this incredible producer who i still work with actually uh, called robin miller and they had uh well she had this manager called alistair and I met Alistair and he was really lovely, like really sweet and Robin. They were both so lovely and, and yeah, just really lovely people. I was like uh, 18, I think, maybe 17. And we did this one show and then that was it. And then I sort of never heard from, I, I sort of vaguely kept in touch with Robin and Alistair, but like only maybe once a year, maybe a quick email to say, hey, how you doing sort of thing. Anyway, um, three, no, four, five, five? Five years later, I think, roughly, I get a phone call from Alistair, randomly, uh, on when I was on my way to a gig, and he was saying, oh, uh, how are you? I was like, yeah, I'm really good. I haven't heard from you in a really long time. How are you? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm really good. So, this is a bit random, but what are you up to tomorrow? And I was like, uh, well, I'm just on my way to a gig now, but tomorrow, yeah, I, I think I'm around. Why? What's going on? He was like, ah, would you mind coming and doing a gig for me? I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, who's it for? Oh, it's for Brian Ferry. Oh, yes, that's definitely fine. So you just never know when things like that come around again. And, you know, that led to working with him for three years and then uh, also recording on one of his albums and, yeah, some amazing experiences. So you just never know when these things come around again. And that was from literally, in fact, I don't even remember how I got the Manjari gig. I have no idea. But it would have been like a random someone saying, oh, you need a drummer. Oh, there's this girl. Like, yeah, just get her in. And, you know, and a lot of the stuff that I was doing, I was doing for free as well. This is another sort of contentious subject that people are quite passionate about. For the first nine, eight or nine years of playing. No, let me think about this, actually. For the first seven years of playing, I didn't get paid at all. In fact, I could probably count on my hands the amount of time that I got paid in those first seven years. And I can tell you exactly the first time I got paid because I was 14 years old and uh, I used to go to a lot of blues jams every week. And the house band drummer couldn't make one of the weeks, so they asked me to be in the house band. And I was like, oh, and I was like, it's amazing. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I mean, that in itself was just like, a really high accolade these musicians were like I really looked up to them I still do to be fair in fact yeah I'll shout out to the three compasses jam that used to be in Hackney I think it was um yeah and Eddie Angel and Bill Hurley and um Al Savage wonderful people like so lovely so supportive anyway they asked me to do be in the house band and I was like yeah and that in itself I was like cool that's amazing I didn't expect anything from it and then <laughs> at the end of the the night Eddie Angel, one of the guitarists, came over to me and just shook my hand and put a £20 note in my hand and I was like, 
And it was like the first time I've been paid. Oh my gosh, this means I'm a professional. It doesn't mean I'm a professional, but you know what I mean? It was like just that first moment of, oh my gosh, I could, I can make a living from this. I know I can. I just know I can. And I think you have to have that self-belief to really sort of like just go for it. And like I say, things do get tough sometimes and you think, well, why am I doing this? And, you know, this is, this is so hard and no one understands. And, and, you know, there's so many things that will knock you so much. And, you know, we're musicians, we're, sen we're a sensitive bunch, we are. Um, I know that a drummer, yes, yes, drummer, oh, you're not a musician, you're a drummer. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, and so those kind of moments, you kind of have to just keep with you and just go, okay, something bad's happened, but, okay, do you remember that time when I got paid 20 quid to play at the Blues Jam? That is proof that I should be doing this. And it was like another time, a different blues jam, weirdly enough. This one was at the Fountain in Tottenham. And um, there was a drummer there called Brian. I never found out what his surname is. And you never know, he may watch this one day. He was, he was Irish. That's all I remember, Irish Brian. And he was so lovely. And one day he, um, he was so sweet. He came over to me because I didn't, like, I didn't have any drums and I, I you know, it's just, you know, we just couldn't, we couldn't afford drums or anything like that. Um, and he came over to me and he said, oh, yeah, I really want you to have this. And he gave me, like, this splash, this 12-inch K splash. And I was just, like, I was so taken aback. It even makes me a little bit emotional now to think that someone believed in me, that, that you know, I was worthy of them giving me something like that it really sort of like yeah it and again it sparked even more fire and it was even more proof that you know I should definitely be doing this and like I said I had completely opposite reactions as well where people were going oh why are you doing this you know that's stupid you can't be a drummer that's a boy's instrument what do you think you're doing you think you're going to be successful you think you're going to be famous you know all that sort of stuff I used to get a lot of that like I think everyone does if you're trying to do something against the norm but what I would do is I would bank it away and I'd go right okay that's fine I'll just use that I'll use that for my ammunition like not my ammunition because that sounds like I'm gonna fire it back at them no my fire I'll fuel my fire with that so yeah I think that like I say the how is the difficult bit but I think if you kind of think of your big goal and chunk it down into steps I knew that if I was going to be going on tour it would be through playing with lots of different people and meeting people so I thought well I better get out there and meet some people and I would go to drum shows and I would talk to hundreds of drummers and can I just say drummers are the most supportive the drumming community is the most supportive community I've ever witnessed in my life and a lot of drummers that I am now lucky enough to call friends have known me since I was like 12, 13, 14 years old and have supported and given advice and, you know, shared their experience and helped, you know, put me forward for gigs sometimes and, and still do actually. And yeah, so I think it's just surrounding yourself with people that are doing something similar to what you want to be doing, are supportive and um, that you can kind of model yourself on and, and just sort of learn from their experiences and, and what they've done, you know. So anyway, I'm not sure if any of that made sense, but that's 
what I'm choosing to talk about today. <laughs> so anyway, I hope that that sort of helped with your journey and, and what's a good way to deal with things when you maybe don't know where to go, like you don't know what the next step is. And um, yeah, but I'd be really interested to hear what your kind of what your whys are and uh, what your what's are <laughs> and um, and your how's, like how are you doing it? I, I love hearing about people's journeys. I think they're so fascinating and so inspiring because everyone has a different reason to do things. They have a different journey to take. And honestly, no one can really predict where you'll end up. And as I always used to say to myself when I was younger, and it's true, everything can change in a phone call. And um, that's happened to me more than once. It's um, it's quite a spectacular thing, really. But anyway, tell me about your journeys. I'd love to hear them and your reasons and all of that. And if you have any more questions, please ask. And um, yeah, uh, I will stop talking now. So I hope you enjoyed that episode of A Drummer's Guide 2 and it gave you some things to think about to progress you to where you want to be. Um, I also wanted to ask you a favour if you wouldn't mind. So on a drummersguide2.com I've just added a mailing list and this is so that you don't miss any subjects that I'm talking about and that's either on the podcast or in the videos or just randomly on other things. So if you do go to a drummersguide2.com and sign up there, part of the reason I'm asking you to do this is because all the different social media outlets are changing all their algorithms and I'm terrified that people that actually want to hear about these things are going to miss them. So please head on over there. Um, and as I say on every episode, if you do have any questions you'd like to ask me or suggest some subjects that you'd like me to cover then please just drop me an email at info at a drummer's guide 2.com and I'd love to be able to help you along your journey <laughs> anyway I hope you're having a great day and I look forward to seeing you again next week all right have a good one see you later bye <laughs>